Welcome, Breakfast with Bob from Dotev Challenge Roth, powered by HEP. My name is Bob Babbler, brought to you by Master Spas. S fuels go longer. Hoka Let's Fly, Form Smart Swim Goggles, Zoot Sports, Original Triathlon Brand, Premium Plus Sports, our Challenge Athletes Foundation, and the best accordion player in the world, Mr. Rayner. <laughs> Thank you, Raider! Thank you. <laughs> Our next guest, oh, I don't know, probably the greatest female triathlete of all time, five-time Ironman World Champion, five-time 70.3 World Champion, two-time Challenge Roth Champion. She just won her eighth Ironman Switzerland 70.3 Championship and four Ironman Switzerlands. Daniela Reef joins us. How are you, champ? Hi, Bob. I'm very good. Thank you. I'm very happy to be back here. It uh, feels special to be in this stadium. It's been already five years. Yeah, so 16 and 17 when you won it. So running in here, how special is it? Because you've obviously come across a lot of important finish lines. But running in here? Yeah, this feeling is absolutely incredible. I mean, I don't really want to think about it too much because, you know, on Sunday we still have so much work to do before <laughs> we're actually going to be here again. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely worth to push through, and I'll, I'll keep that in mind when I'm in my hurting zone on Sunday. Yeah, this uh, 12,000 people in this arena yeah. that wasn't here two weeks ago, right? They built this stadium just for this. Yeah, it's amazing what they do in Roth. I mean, it's it's really like coming here feels like you're, you're welcomed so much. And yes. I think as an athlete, that's one of the most wonderful things. If you feel appreciated and, you know, respected and you feel like welcomed. And yes. that's always been the feeling coming to Roth. And winning in Switzerland because you were racing against some, some fast, fa fast women there. Yeah, it was uh, quite an important race for me, I think, mentally. Um, after Ibiza, I was really struggling. I had a really bad stomach um, bug, yes, and yes. it took me, yeah, like five weeks to actually get rid of it. Like a, um, like a stomach? Yeah, they, we didn't really find what it exactly was, but it was a stomach bug, and then it just, um, I kept like being nauseous for like pretty much right. all the time when I trained. And it was mentally very hard to keep training because I felt like, of course, not to train. No, I didn't yes. want to train. And uh, we could keep up a bit of volume and, um, yeah, maybe not so much intensity, but still um, then coming to going to Rappersville, feeling, you know, not nauseous for one of the first days. It was just absolutely amazing. And I, I mean, being in altitude definitely helped to keep up the fitness. So yes. um, I was, uh, yeah, for me, it was absolutely uh, surprising. And I felt super good on that day, um, having Ashley Gentle there, who... Uh, is a super strong yeah. uh, athlete and um, yeah we had some uh, quite a quite a fight on the run I mean she was catching up she was doing super super f fast start and I knew I had to dig deep and I kind of uh, when my when I was halfway she she already caught up like four minutes <laughs> and she was about to catch me and I said to myself okay no I'm not gonna let this win you no. know get away from me it's my home race I want to bring this home and that yeah the it's it shows how the you know the support on the course also helps you to, yes, to push home deep. court a little bit yeah, for you. Yes. definitely so it's it's interesting because Ashley Jenna last year won both U.S. Open, Canadian Open, when it comes to that shorter distance, she's been dominant at that, that 100K distance. But you went uh, 214 on the bike, she went 220, and then 118 for her, 122. You didn't lose that much time, just for like four minutes over over that half Ironman. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah, I had, especially on the second part of the run, I had yes. a solid run, and I felt I couldn't go faster, but I could have gone longer. So that gives me hope for, <laughs> for this yes. weekend. 
Um, I'm definitely not in my absolutely best shape ever, but I feel like I got everything sorted really nice. Um, I feel healthy. That's a huge, yeah. huge um, benefit. And um, and also having all my material feel like really at the right yes. spot at the moment that um, gives me the confidence that I can do a good race and having a, a strong ride as well in Rappersville I mean I've done this race a lot and I was close to my best time ever in 2018 so that yeah it gives me the you know a little bit of confidence that I did the right thing also during the winter and I did have um, I couldn't show it in Ibiza but I did have um, some good winter training yes uh, now when you it was like a couple of years ago. That you were you having stomach issues as well? Yeah, to be honest, it felt very similar. Yes. Um, after Seoul, I was struggling for two years li with that. And yes. um, it was, like, back then we could uh, found the problem. It was like SIBO, it's a, a small intestinal um, bacteria overgrowth. Yes. And uh, we checked that, we didn't, we couldn't find, couldn't it find wasn't it. that, but it felt very similar. So. Yeah, it was. I mean, I kind of was used to it. Um, I, I mean, back then I trained for an hour, for a year um, like this, and oh. you know, it's. I mean, I'm an athlete who likes to train, and if you feel every time you push, you start to feel nauseous. You it's don't want to do it. <laughs> you don't want to do it, yeah, yeah. and you don't want to push, and it starts to go in your mind because you then start to think, well, do I not want to train because I'm lazy, or is it because um, I'm just sick? But right. it does. It's not. You know, it's not a sickness where you feel like you have to vomit it's just you feel drained and just nauseous and you feel nauseous and, and that's there's yeah. nothing you don't want to yeah. push anything when you're feeling nauseous yeah it was hard but um i'm glad i i don't know it's i i you i try uh, how do you say i used a lot of uh, probiotics um yes. also with essential oils i'm i'm kind of a bit of a freak there and um the, they can help as well right and um with that i yeah it started to be about three four days before rapidsville i started to feel better and um yeah like i mean i from the day where i didn't feel nauseous i could push and so there <laughs> it was like just even more um amazing because then the, the yeah the, bo the body suddenly uh, right. played with it uh, it's interesting because it used to be sh running shoes were running shoes it didn't you know there they were there are different brands but there wasn't a lot of difference in the shoes but with the with the plated shoes some are meant for people who are toe strikers. Some are meant for mid striker. You're now with Hoka. Talk a little about making that transition. Um, yeah, for me, it was a very interesting process to have um, the op opportunity. I mean, I, I tested them all for about three months. Yes. And um, for me, as a more of a midfoot runner, cl close to heel striker, it's um, it really depends. Like, um, it's a huge difference depending on which shoes I use. Yes. And to be able to test them all and um, go with the shoes that shoe that felt the fastest for me, um, wh which was the Rocket X2, yes. um, was yeah was a huge benefit. I, I love the shoe and also the stability. Um, I think it's. You know, these shoes, they're fast, but if you can't run in them for um, 21 or 42K, doesn't it, it doesn't really help you. Yes. So um, where at the moment there, I found really like for me the perfect shoe. And um, now it's, yeah, I can I can maybe cover a little bit that I'm not at my super peak fitness yet. Um, I'm still working on that, but um, having a, a fast shoe definitely helps to, uh, yeah, sh to, to, to go fast. So the field for the women here with Annie Hogg, who won Conan 2019, and you won 15, 16, 17, 18, and then Chelsea won uh, this last year. We've got all the, the champions from 2015 on from the women's side. So, and that's not even including uh, 
um, Laura Phillip, and there's others. So you're probably pretty excited. Yeah, it's. I mean, this race is such a stacked field. It's, yes. It's super exciting. I think to have the opportunity and um, to race the best in the yes. world is. It's always the the thing that you know motivated me the most, and I think also we bring we will bring the best out of each other. It will. I'm I'm excited to see how the race unfolds. I of course always try to focus on my race and do my thing, mm -hmm. but I do know I do have to take risks on that day because um, I definitely don't want to go and start to run with Anne Hauk. You know, right. I, 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 I I'm pretty confident that I'm not going to run as fast as she does, and um, so yeah, there I have to play my tactics, and right. I think the others they will do that too in in their favor. Yes, and yeah, it will be interesting who's going to be um, the fastest. I think it's really you can't really predict it. It's no. it's really open. Well, and we got uh, you know Chrissy Wellington set the course record here eight eighteen thirteen thirteen back in. 2011, yes. long, long time ago. And the, the fact that she's coming here means that the, probably someone's going underneath that time. <laughs> you think she's going to be there at the finish line to, to congratulate somebody who's probably going to break her record. Yeah, I mean, there, it's amazing that she's coming. I think what she did, you know, and we have to consider that back then, you know, that no it was a little, a little bit different material and that she did that time is absolutely amazing and that it's still standing shows how, how strong she was. And still, I do believe, I mean, there's a big chance that uh, if we have so many strong athletes yes. now pushing each other, um, there's a good chance that we might go very fast. And yes. uh, yeah, it's great that she will be here and um, yeah, celebrate this to with us. I think it's, um, she's an amazing athlete and uh, I have uh, huge respect from her. Well, and there's, there's, there's such a camaraderie among all of you pro women. I think there's, it's, 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 it's great to see that you're happy when Annie has a great race, right? And Annie's happy when somebody else has a great race. You want to beat each other. You always yeah, want to beat I each other. I mean, happy. I wouldn't say happy, but I would say I. Um, we all. I think we would say we we respect each respect other each hugely, other. and I think that's amazing in that sport. I think yes. it's you. Of course, everyone. I mean, you I want to win. You want to win, and of you course. give your best. But yes. if the other person is better than you, you, you can kindly accept yes. that. And I think that's important because it's not. It's really a fair sport and everyone, yeah, the, the, f the first person always deserves it. That's, I think that's a nice thing um, that we, you can't really right. hide, you know, hide yourself or. H how have you changed as an athlete over the last few years? Um, yeah, it's, oh yeah, a lot, I think. Yeah, um, I think it is a lot. It's, I mean, some things still are the same. I still feel like I need to be passionate about going to race and to race well. That feels like coming here. I have this memory in 2016 where I was having a bad race and I came to Roth to actually, Brett sent me to Roth to get that, you know, good feeling back yes. and just enjoy racing. And I, that's how I feel at the moment as well. I feel just excited to, uh, to be here and grateful. Um, as how I changed, I do feel all the years I started to appreciate it more probably also because I know I'm not going to do it forever uh, yes and it feels like yeah I'm much more um, thankful that I whatever I can do that I feel I want to soak in all the uh, journey and yes um, yeah I do feel I enjoy it more than I used to I I, I can sense that I, I felt around 2019 I almost felt you were getting a little burnt out uh, with with the sport and the joy seems to be back 
the, the, the real love of the sport. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, it's, it's, it is a tough sport. We have to train a lot. And during these training phases um, where you just pretty much eat, sleep and, and um, well, not train, sleep and eat, I would call it that, that direction. <laughs> training is the most of it. And um, that, it, that can be tough. And it can also, you know, drain, drain you a bit. And yes. um, that's why it's so important to keep that joy and also remember why you do it. And I think um, when you go to race, it's... For me, that's always gave, given me so much energy to, to um, you know, just go for it. And I think with the pressure for a while after maybe 2.18, I did feel like I can't do any better anymore. And that pressure really started to kind of eat me up yes. a bit. And um, from, I, yeah, I think I changed that attitude. I don't feel so much that I have to prove anything. I feel just... You have nothing to prove. I feel, well, I, I do still for myself. Well, for yourself. But I feel but, yeah. um, I just want to prove and yes. I want to show. And I think it's a difference if you feel like you have to or if right. you want to. And, and that may really help me to change the attitude. It's interesting because when Chrissy won in 2011 in Kona, she had her closest race ever and she'd been injured leading into the race and then she retired. Right, retired after that. And I feel like your 2018 race with the jellyfish and all that, you overcame so much that day to win that it's like, well, what else can I do that's gonna be to approximate what I just did here? And then, then it becomes hard, right? It becomes a little bit of a struggle to go, well, I can't have a race like that. Unless I have a race like that again, why am I doing this? Yeah, if you have the expectation to always top yourself, yes. that's exactly the yeah. problem because that's how I approached it. And from for a, for a while, that really was a, was a struggle to because I didn't know like what everyone was always asking. So why do you do still do it, or <laughs> wh what's still your goal? And for a while, I really didn't know anymore. You couldn't answer it. And yeah. Um, yeah, so now I just really, I mean, I set the goals as races, and I always think like. You never know it might be your last race you, you know? never and know so yeah. if you start thinking like this you just appreciated it much more well and you you sort of play with you're playing with house money because everything you've accomplished nobody can take any of that away whatever you do this next race really doesn't matter i mean it yeah, matters i mean if it you matters, yeah, but it doesn't exactly it doesn't affect your legacy yeah it's ex it's exactly that balance you have to find if you think it doesn't matter you're also not going to push hard <laughs> so right um in, in the end, I still need that excitement and that these nerves um, that I feel yes. like it does matter. So I always try to yeah find this balance, and it's not always easy, but um, yeah, it's at the moment I feel like I have it. Um, I have a good balance. Now, are you training? Are you coaching yourself still, or are you wor back working with Brett a little bit? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, I started working with Brett again um, since well, pretty much from January. Yeah. And yeah, la after last year, for me that year was really uh, a good experience. I, I really enjoyed to do a bit more how I wanted to do it. And uh, I mean, it was almost two years and I, yes. I felt like I could grow as an athlete and also had to learn, like for example, be patient if things don't go well and <laughs> not just say, you know, to go to the code and say what was wrong. I had to like kind of also realize or yes. you know find out for myself yes. what I did wrong and so for me it was an important phase and then after Kona I did think well there's two factors I wanted to get a bit more of a routine again a, a bit of a structure which with the squad in St. Moritz I do have that with Brett yes. um, that really helped me just to have like you know it gets easier to get up at six if you have to swim at seven um, to just go and because you know the squad is there right. that was one part and also I thought like 
I really want to win Kona again this year and um, I want to give my best and I, that's why I thought with bread I do have the biggest chance to do it and that's what was one of the main reasons as well. And what's nice is as somebody who has achieved so much the relationship changes from it all being Brett telling someone what to do to more collaborating where you say well this is what I would like to do and I'm, I'm guessing that that's the way it is now with you and Brett. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> he's still, of course, he's still, uh, you know, he's still quite bread. clear, he's still bread, <laughs> uh, but we do have a different relationship. I mean, we always had really close relationship. Yes. I did, um, he in the beginning, he did have like almost a bit of a father figure right. for me. And, and now he's, yeah, we, we still, I know he cares and um, we're really close. And I think that at some points we can discuss and it's, it's a nice um, change to, where I don't have to prove anything to him, at right. the, um, but still he's he he doesn't let me you know get lazy or anything. So right. um, which I don't get that you much know. lazy, but um, still it's good to have um, accountability. Uh, isn't bad. Yeah, and also so an, an honest opinion. He, yes. he's always been like he taught me before Ibiza, like yeah, don't even go and you know and <laughs> and um, <laughs> he do. So yeah, it's it was so yeah he he lets me. Um, decide a bit more, but still, we I feel like we're a good team. Well, and he recognized something in you long before you saw it in yourself, right? He saw you as a longer distance athlete and saw that you could be great at the Ironman and Ironman 70.3 before you did. So this is somebody who believed in you maybe before you did. Yeah, definitely. He was... Um, I mean, actually, all my coaches were a bit like this. They were um, mentally or uh, psychologically, um, they understood me. Um, and I think that's something that's really important for me. I, I could have a coach who's super smart, but if he doesn't get me, right. it's very difficult because I'm a passionate person. So if I'm wind up or, you know, not in the right place mentally, it's hard for me to train. Yes. And so to have that also in the training, I think with Brett, it works really well. and. I think that, yeah, he, I mean, especially in the beginning of my career, he pushed me to do things which I w would have never done. And um, back there, I felt like so much under pressure. But of course, now I'm grateful he pushed me because it, it helped me to, to, you know, get the yes. career which I uh, could get. How fun would it be for you to run into the stadium first on Sunday? Uh, yeah, it would be amazing, um, but I do know it will be. Have I will have to, um, you know, work very hard for it. And yes. um, I think whoever manages to run in first is definitely to do, deserves it. And um, yeah, I, I will. I'll do my absolute best and race um, as hard as I can. I love it, Danielle. I always enjoy chatting. Thank it's, you. It's, it's love, love, love everything you've done for the sport. Thank you. You too. <laughs> <laughs> Daniela Reef has been our guest again. We are here at Challenge Roth. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Hold on. We will be right back.